Welcome back to another episode of Small Town Big Takes. It's episode 13. The NBA is heating up. Let's get into some NBA. It's past the All-Star break, and we know this is when the NBA is actually fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. now you got about 20 more games left, um, the All-Star break. To know, I don't really think anybody was surprised, but um, it was pretty much a layup line in the words of Jalen Brown. But here we go now. We're down the stretch. It really seems like the true contenders have separated themselves from, you know, the rest of the pack. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, like, for the West, like, when I'm, when I'm looking at these teams, I'm looking at the Suns, the Nuggets, Mavericks, Clippers, you know. Um, Grizzlies are there, too, as well. Uh, currently, the... Um, Kings are the three seed, but I, I just don't see that lasting. Yeah, I, I the, the Kings, ha, they're the three seed, and the Timberwolves are the eight seed, and the Kings have one more win. So, like, that could yeah. that could change real quick. Yeah, that's the thing about the West. Like, the West is so it's, Yeah, it's so jam-packed tight. Literally, the Kings have 32 wins. Yeah, no, they have 32 wins. And, um, and and the Blazers have 28, and the Blazers are the 12 seed, and they're literally separated by four games. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, one game, one week can just determine maybe like three seeds, uh, three seed difference. Absolutely. But to me, like I just think the Kings are a well coached regular season team. When it comes down into the playoffs, first round, if they're gonna like when it's adding up, they'll most likely have to play like the. Um, the Mavericks, or the Clippers, and I, I just don't see the Kings winning that matchup. No, I don't either. I just I I feel like in basketball, it takes um like a couple steps. Like where whereas more like in football, you could see like a nine and seven team going hot and really make a run all the way to the bowl. Same deal with March Madness. But in basketball, it really seems like and history shows this that like it takes a couple levels. Like you get first, you get into the playoffs. Maybe you get bounced first round. Second round, you know, you make the conference finals, maybe you even make the finals, and then you, re- you really start knocking on the door before you can really break through. Like, a prime example of this is Memphis. Like, they draft Ja, they look like the future's bright, they sneak into the playing game. Next year, you know, they're the commanding two seed, win a lot of games, get bounced in the second round. Now this year, I personally, I don't see, this is just an example, I don't see the Grizzlies personally, but, like, if they were to go now to the conference finals or the NBA finals, like, historically, that would track get what i'm yeah, saying no you're right i just right now i just don't trust the grizzlies um no morant, morant said earlier in the season in a one-on-one interview that he's clearly not worried about the west at all um that he said the grizzly would just run through the west he's more worried about like an easter conference team in the finals but you know the grizzlies are 17 and 16 against the west and the number one team the nuggets in the west are 29 and 11 against the West. So yeah. when you look at it, like wouldn't the Grizzlies be twenty nine and eleven and the Nuggets be seventeen and sixteen if John Morant is clearly, you know, speaking the truth, but it's just Yeah. False. Chase, it's kinda of starting to feel like the Grizzlies are doing more talking than they are winning, you know, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Ja, these guys have been talking the talk all year. And, you know, they put a lot of pressure on themselves. But per- when I look at the Grizzlies, here's my take on them. I think that they won't be a championship-caliber team until I think he's their second-best player. I mean, you could really debate all the way one through four of them. But Jaron Jackson Jr., when he's on the court, 
he's a force. You know, he's, he's he can average two blocks a game, but the problem with him is he fouls out every single game. Like, he hardly plays half of a fourth quarter because he fouls out. And, you know, now that's the report on him. Guys go after him. They drive on him late in games. They draw these fouls. And Jaron Jackson Jr. just doesn't play enough minutes for the Grizzlies because he puts himself in foul trouble. Yeah, no, that's that's a huge problem. Like, I get it. You're going for the box. You're, you you want to make a play during that time. But yeah, there's got to come to a point where you can't foul out a game. So that's going to, you know, hold the team back. Yeah, especially um, in the playoffs when the rotations get smaller, too. Like, that's going to be a problem. And it was last year. Yeah, especially if they don't have that deep of a bench now. Um, getting rid of DeAnthony Melton uh, to the Sixers, uh, that's a huge point score off, yeah. off the bench. They spent a uh, top 15 pick on Zaire Williams, and he really hasn't shaped out to be the player I think they thought they were getting with him, too. So. No. But he really doesn't add much. He's, his minutes have been going down. It's just, I, I don't know. You know I, just don't see, I just don't see it happening until they make a splash in um, free agency. Because um, when you look at it, Desmond Bain, John Morant, those, those two uh, players are great. You know, Desmond Bain's a three-point threat. He can give you 22 a night. John's mm-hmm. going to get you like 26, 27 a night. Dylan Jackson, Brooks will give you a cool 17 to 15, I think. Cool 17 and a little fight to LeBron as well. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, and then fight Steven Adams is hurt now too. We don't know yeah, how he's going to come back. Yeah, Steven Adams, you know, when he's in, he's solid. He'll, he'll get you yeah. rebounds, and that's all you need from a center. He's not going to win you a game, but he's, he's, he's a solid center. Yeah, he'll just get you boards, which is what you need. Um, but transitioning to another team in the West that I didn't think was – going to make a splash in trades but the phoenix suns landing kevin durant and giving away cam johnson michael bridges um and a couple uh picks for kd and the suns get kd along with markeith morris joe are are they going back to the finals you know i think kevin durant's would you say it's a fair statement to say he's right now undisputably within the top three players in the nba Yes. Okay, yeah, so you get a guy like that, and I another thing I got to give Kevin Durant credit for is, like, his game translates well with, like, a lot of teams. Like, you know, there's some guys like Russell Westbrook on the Lakers, for example, horrible fit with the team. Durant's a guy, you could pretty much put him on most rosters, and, you know, he's a bucket getter. Like, that's what he does. So, you know, I think five games in, it'll be like, oh, Durant's on the Suns. He's dropping 30 a game. Like, it's not going to be a long integration process, which is good because there's, you know, they got 20 games to get their stuff together. But I think the thing that's going to hold the Suns back is Chris Paul. You know, a couple years ago, you could argue as an MVP candidate, and this year, he is not looking good. His efficiency, lowest it's been in his whole career. He used to be a a great um, guy getting steals. Doesn't get him anymore. Can't shoot from three anymore. Can't defend. Like, he is just not looking good. He's hardly averaging 15 points a game. You know, he's, the assists are still there, but and now he's been dinged up a couple times this year. I just don't think Chris Paul's the guy for them anymore. I really think that he needs to hang it up. I know yeah. people have called him Wash before, and he's gone out and proved them wrong, but I officially think it's time to put a fork in Chris Paul. Yeah, I, I, I think he's going to hold the team back. And you know what else I do think is going to hold the team back is depth. Um Chris Paul and Kevin Durant are not 24-25 anymore. They're just not. Kevin Durant's going to give you those big-minute games. Same with Chris Paul, but they're going to be tired. They're going to be gassed. When you don't have the pieces in Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson. Those guys were super valuable. Those very valuable will give you great minutes. Play, and you see Bridges just dropped 45? 
just dropped 45. Most importantly, though, they can lock down def- just good offensive players. My, now, you look at the KD trade. KD's like not, KD can't defend. Chris Paul clearly cannot defend. Devin Booker's not known for being a defender, and he's had that lingering hamstring injury, too, since yeah, last so year. three liabilities right there. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, he's good in the post. He can, but you he, could, yeah, but he's a guy there. you could switch on to, and you could put a guard on him, and you just ISO him like what they do to Gobert. Like. Yeah, so when we're looking at this, I think teams will find a lot of ways to plan against their defense and be able to just pick and choose who they'll attack on the half court just the problem is how do you stop that offense which you have two great shooters in booker and durant but it's also you know like you said you know durant can fit in almost anywhere but you know booker's gonna have to you know realize that he's give not up the guy some shots yeah yeah no, he's not the guy in phoenix now it's kevin durant one mm-hmm. of the best players of all time so it's it'll be interesting to see how that matches up it'll be interesting also like how deandre ayton's gonna fit in will he still get those you know, touches. Will you still get, you know, more action, less action? Yeah, and Chase, I don't even know for sure if everything between DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams is even, like, smoothed over. So you might have some some minor chemistry bumps when we go down the stretch here with Ayton. Because remember, they were ready to trade him last year. Monty Williams is not a huge DeAndre Ayton fan. No, they weren't very happy with his production, which is totally understandable. But I just want to give you um, a little rundown of the Suns roster on their bench as what I really want to – Damian Lee. Small guard. Josh Okoji. He doesn't do anything. Campaign. He's hurt right now too. He's hurt, but he's decent. I mean, he doesn't give you much. Land, Landry Shamit. He'll just give you maybe a couple uh, – couple threes a game. TJ yeah, Warren. And Chase, all these off. guys you're naming like right all- now, they're – they're small guards, except TJ Warren, but I haven't even seen him play good basketball since the bubble. Yeah, and what I'm looking at right now is just no one who... No one who can go out there and stop a Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, these big forwards that you're going to meet in the playoffs if you're trying to make a championship run. Yeah, and this, is, and this is brings me to my next point. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, they have Luka Doncic, and now Kyrie Irving. I think the top two ball handlers in the NBA in a front court. I think they're the best front court in the NBA. And now you're going to look at it. You're going to be like, can the Mavericks do the same thing they did to the Suns last year? Which I think they can. I mean, uh, I think they can too, but I don't know if they could win a title this year. I don't think they have enough defense and depth. I don't, but, I don't yeah, think I, they win I, a title, I, but I think they can they get, own the I, Suns. I think they can win the West. I mean, like yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I if they get hot and they're healthy, sure. Yeah, they just have enough talent straight up. I mean, like, look, you can have Luka take over the game and then Kyrie do the same thing after. I mean, when Kyrie's in the playoffs, he's in his bag. They can Luka both drop playoffs, 40. In his bag. They like, can, exactly. Yeah, and then Christian Woods, he's solid too. You know, you got he, Hardaway. Oh, you got some good. other guys. And uh, Josh Green out of Arizona. I had my eye on him for a while. He's finally starting to produce a little bit. He's playing valuable minutes for him. He's kind of taking a... Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith's old role, stepping up as yeah. that kind of primary wing defender. And, and he's got the body. a better shooter than Dorian 100%. 100%. Which is, what, which is what the Mavericks need. They just need shooting. They're a shooting yeah. team. Yeah, because if you, if, you are shoot, if you surround Kyrie and Luka with shooters, any ball handler for that matter, like, then you can't give the help defense that you would be able And like you're going to tell me someone's going to guard Kyrie. I don't care who it is, Kyrie or Luka. 
one-on-one. You know, like, that's what the play... And playoffs, game slows down. It comes down to get a bucket, get a stop, and the Mavs yeah. are getting buckets. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, no one's... Like, you look at a Phoenix Sun matchup, like, no one can guard Luka or Kyrie. Chris Paul's getting torched by Kyrie. Like, I don't even think that's a fair matchup. No. And Luka, Luka will... Chris Paul can hardly play 25 minutes anymore. Like... Yeah, I mean, Luca almost dropped fifty on the Nets earlier this season against uh, Brooklyn, and the Mavericks won even with, when Kyrie was playing against them. So, yeah, the, the Mavs are going to be a fun team to watch, and they've you know, Kyrie came right in, Luca wasn't even playing, and they won two right off the rip there, and you know they didn't have much time to really get it going before the All Star break kicked in, but they're going to be a fun watch in these next couple of days and weeks. Yeah, they are. And you know what? I, w- I want to bring light to um, two teams right here. The Pelicans and the Warriors. Warriors, though, you know, they've been banged up. They, you know, chemistry has been off. They haven't been, you know, the team people predicted them to be. But this is the same thing that happened last year, and they won the finals. I do think there's still a dark horse for the finals. I'll never rule out a healthy warrior squad once it comes to the play. Like, all they have to do is get in. Mm-hmm. That's, and Clay, like, Clay's been playing much better than he was last year, too. Yeah. So You got I, the I, I, mess out of there. You brought back Gary Payton the second. He's a championship player. He was on the squad last year. I mean, yeah, Kaminga, your boy, he's playing a I'm, lot better, getting more minutes. Kaminga. Jordan yeah. Poole, he's playing better than last year. Draymond still got a little bit, you know. Yeah, Kevin, but, um, Kevin Looney, you know, he gets, solid. He gets his name. Yeah, he gets his own. He's just the only, yeah. I'm going to put someone on the on the hot seat, though. One guy who I had super high expectations for coming into this year. You Guess him. I bet you know. And he Where's hasn't done a thing. Yeah. Where's he at? I don't like, know. He, was, he, good. he was supposed to take a step this year. Yeah, he's one of he's those, like, Scotty Barnes types. Like, he's just, like, if you were making an NBA player in a lab, like— um, just yeah. and I mean, just from the strength, height, speed, shoot, like he he's kind of one of those guys who doesn't really have like a clear cut flaw in his game. And I really thought he'd take a step, especially with you know Steve Kerr as his coach and some surrounded by some Hall of Famers, but hasn't really showed hey, wasn't up. Wasn't he but, in you know, the rotation in the finals? He was. Yeah, he was getting a couple minutes. Him and Kamingo yeah, would come cool. in there, play some good D, things like yeah. that. And then in the summer league, I think they just had him play. He was going crazy um, in the summer and league. He dropped like thirty-five a game. Yeah, and then they were just like, "You, you don't need to play anymore." Yeah, I thought Kaminga. Excuse me, not Kaminga. Moody would be. Kaminga's doing great too, though. But Moody, very yeah. You know, that's that's a surprise there. And then, but yeah, you know, yeah. Like I think, think about this, Chase. Like, so let's say, um, you know, Warriors get in. Mm, call them the eight seed. You know, they get through the uh, the playing games. Yeah. I'm taking them over the Nuggets round one. Oh, give me the Warriors. Easy. Like, All I'm day. Saying, like, a healthy, like, Curry will be healthy in the play. Like, yeah. there's no question. And they're not going to rush him back. Like, they're going to take their time. He's going to come back 100% and be ready to go. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he came back from his, what was his ankle injury? Mm-hmm. Right shoulder. Um, I think, I think he, he just. Got, I think he has both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, I think it was his ankle. But now he's like, he was like, lights out right away. And you're like, okay. And the Warriors yeah, are worried about Steph. Yeah, so when it comes down to it, I'll never count the Warriors out. Never. Um, against any team. Like, I'll just be like, oh, they won. I'm not surprised. Almost, yeah, my whole basketball-watching life, like these past not eight, nine years, they had the one uh, year when they were a lottery team, but um, that was just because Curry was hurt. KD had just left. But, like, the Warriors are just always good. And as long as they have their big three and they can still play at least some level, they're going to be good. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's yeah, West still the West still runs through Golden State in my book. Yeah, the no, totally champs. Nobody's acting like they just won the NBA Finals. Everyone they're like, like people not learn chase. Like last year, everyone was like, "Put a fork in the Warriors. They're done. Curry's washed." You think yeah, people would like, learn? Clay's not healthy. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so people said Clay would never even come back at all. Yeah. Just draw. He just hit twelve threes like a couple weeks ago. Come on. Yeah. Come on. He was he came off an ACL and an Achilles, correct? Yep. Like that's that's He didn't so play hard. for like 2 years. Yeah, that's so hard to come back to and get up to speed and now that he's finally like getting up to like full speed again, like it's dangerous. the Warriors are dangerous. Yeah, like it's not the local park, it's the NBA. You take 2 years off with injuries. Like you're not going to come back in and just pick up right where you left off. No, you can't. <laughs> it's the best basketball in the world. Um, now transitioning to the Pelicans, who I, I had higher expectations for going into the season uh, with a healthy Zion, a healthy Brandon Ingram. These like I just thought that duo would be kind of unstoppable for what Ingram did in the playoffs against the Suns, stealing two, and um, what Zion was able to do in his rookie season. You got CJ, CJ yeah. McCollum. CJ He's McCollum, a bucket getter. Baller. Um, Alvarado's kind of coming to his own a little bit. Yeah, and then, you know, you, you look at the team and you're like, oh, you know, maybe top five seed in the West, and now they're sitting at eight. So. Yeah, they just got another who they get. They uh they gave up Devontae Graham, and they got they got another piece. Um, nothing crazy. It's not like a big headline name, but look it up real quick for me. I'm just blanking on the name. But I know that. And Devontae Graham, he was a nice little player in Charlotte, but he never really got it going too well in New Orleans. So I think it was good to move off him. And who was it that they brought in? Did it come up for you? For Josh Richardson. From yeah, Josh Richardson, yeah. And they, and they needed another defender, and that's what he'll do. He's not going to take yeah, over he'll, a game. Yeah, he'll just defend. He's a good defender. He, he's not... Streaky three, whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but, I'm not going to count the Pelicans out, you know. When number one comes back, big Zion, they could be frisky. Yeah, yeah they can be. And I, I like their head coach, too. He's got a yeah, good uh, head he on was, um, He was on the Sixer staff. He was. With yeah. Monty Williams as well. Yeah, I I, lo- I fell in love with him when he, uh, you know, think about it. You're, you're, I guess on paper, your best player, Zion, at the time's out in the playoffs. And for him to get those boys fighting and ready to go and steal, you know, two games off the Suns, it was an impressive show for me. Oh, it definitely was. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. So now, uh, going talk right about into LA teams. Yeah, one last team in the West, the Lake Show. Uh, are they are they gonna make the playoffs? Like that's that's just the first question. Can they make the playoffs? Well, right now they're sitting five games under five hundred, and I would say if it was the East and they were where they are, probably not. But since the West is so tight, I think they can. You know, they gotta win. I think they have to go fourteen and nine. If I'm, yeah, fourteen and nine would take them back to five hundred, and that I. think think would sneak you into the 10 seed which would get you a playing game and for you know you think like 14 and 9 is not egregious you know the right people yeah. lose a couple games yeah and you know what joe um roster got better it did like I, yeah, i'm not gonna lie like insanely but like that was probably one of the best trade deadlines for the lakers you yeah, get i don't know how they did it to be honest d'angelo russell you get rid of westbrook's contract and then you get Mo Bamba, who can be your center, next to Anthony Davis. Those guys are great defenders. 
And then you have Malik Beasley, who he's a guy who's averaged twenty before, like when he had the right usage. For sure, he can shoot it. I think he's eighth in made free made three pointers this season, Malik Beasley. So he's he's a tee up shooter. Hachimura, Hachimura off the bench. Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Like it's it's a completely different looking roster. Yeah, yeah, like these guys can play. Like I just I just think now they're at the right position. All they have to do is make it in. They can surprise. I think they can surprise a few teams. They could shock the Nuggets or Memphis. Those oh, are the one and two seeds right now, no doubt. I mean, I, I won't count out <clears throat> playoff LeBron. No, I and just, don't don't let AD get going. We saw he had that. Remember, he had that fifteen game stretch to kick off the season. He looked like a problem. He looked like Bubble AD. So yeah. AD, just, I don't know yeah. what's up with him lately. I think it's in his head because he's you know he's finally pretty healthy right now. He's always got a nick or two. It's AD, but. Lakers, if they get right, they're going to be a tough out. Them and the Warriors both sitting down low there. But, Chase, we, we skipped over it by accident real quick. we got to talk about the uh, Clippers. Oh, yeah, with the, the addition of Russell Westbrook, mm. who just got uh, bought out from the Utah Jazz and signed with the Clippers. Does this, you know, make them more of a contender? Um, I don't think it makes them more of a contender. To me, they already were a bit of a contender. I think because they didn't really lose anyone to get him, and they're essentially paying nothing for him, so it's a very low risk, you know, move. I think it comes down to how Ty Lue's going to use him. I think if you tried and start him and you know close out games with him, I think it's going to hurt the team because at this point in Russell's career, he's just not that guy. He doesn't have the shot. He doesn't fit the uh, needs of that team. But that being said. He's still great at pushing the tempo. You know, he can get boards and really, you know, rim run it. And I think if you play him when the other team has their subs in, you know, like maybe going into end of the first quarter, going into the second, end of the third, going into the fourth, beginning of the fourth, when you play those portions of the game where it's primarily substitutes, I think Westbrook could have some value. And, you know, rim running on second tier, glass cleaners, things like that, pushing the pace, getting the transition going. So I think he can have value with a good 15, 20 minutes a night tops, but I think if they overdo him, it's going to hurt this team. That's my take. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I just, at his career now, he's he's gotten older. He's not the same shooter. He's not the same, you know, aggressive playmaker that he was. Still, still can run hard. Still, you know, still can attack the basket. Yeah, I'm not a Russ hater. Like all these people just decided no. they hate him one day. Like I still yeah, think he's, he's still one of the. He's yeah, he's, he's a, a good story. 10, he's a top ten point guard of all, of all time. Yeah, he, I would 100 percent average triple double. Yep. for an entire season. Got his MVP. Yeah, no, I yeah. got a lot of love for Westbrook. He just, you know, he he's got a rough yeah, right now. People just, love yeah, the bash. And I and I and I look back at his. You know his last few teams, Houston Rockets. He was he was still great, even even with the Wizards. He was he, still. Yeah, I was. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, the second half of the season, he literally kind of carried them into the playoffs. They ended up he getting did. bounced by the Sixers in the first round, but you know Russ had his he had his moments, and then Lakers yeah, and then, was a horrible fit. Horrible yeah, fit. That's on exactly. LeBron, honestly. I, yeah, it is. I just think it wasn't the right team, right fit for him, and I no. think if he even stayed with. The Wizards, it would have been he yeah. would have been still at an elite level today just because mm-hmm. of how the coaches used him. Um, so I think that was just like kind of the only holdback to him. But for the Clippers, I just don't. I don't. I don't the key, know. The keys, the big two, need to be healthy. Yeah, like Paul George, like hasn't really like fully impressed me this season. I mean, he's still he was an All Star. He's still great, yeah. but. My main concern is Kawhi Leonard, who, you know, 
was out almost two years with this ACL injury, comes back and he just looks very behind. It doesn't look like he's the same Kawhi anymore. And that's going to be a problem. If he can't be the same Kawhi, I don't see this team going further than the second round. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, rule the Clips out just yet, just because, like you said, Kawhi is the variable. And I like some of the other pieces they got. Like, I think they got, they're a pretty deep roster. You know, and they got, I think they have a good balance of young guys and vets. But, like, and I like, I love Ty Lue, too. I think he's the top five coach in the NBA. But, yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting. It's I feel like it's really winner, like, go big or go home for the Clippers. Like, they're either going to get bounced in the first round, and I'll be like, oh, or they could make a run for the finals. And I'll be like, makes sense. Like, you know, I just feel like it's really, I could see two clearly different versions of the Clippers going forward. No, yeah. I agree. It just depends on, like you said, that big two. Can I get yeah. it? And everybody else in the West, there's some teams, you know, like the um, the Wolves have a chance to make a play and give things like that. But these the teams we covered are really the true contenders, the teams that really have a shot at winning the finals. Maybe aside from the Kings, I probably wouldn't really give yeah. them life. But everyone else, and maybe not the Pels too, but like everyone else for sure has a chance, I'd say. Yeah, that brings us right into the East. And talking about contenders, I only have three. I think we both only have three contenders really 100%. in the East. And that's I really the think there's only three Bucks. teams worth talking about, yeah. Yeah, Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. I think those are the only three teams that are going to make noise, that are going to do damage in the playoffs, and are going to come out of the East. I just don't, I don't see the Cavs, Knicks, Nets, and Heat coming out. I just, they all have their clear flaws. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's literally like the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers are like tiers above these other teams. The Cavs and Nets, I thought earlier in the year had, you know, had obviously when Durant and Irving were still there and the Cavs, I just don't think they play good enough defense, Chase. No. And to be honest, like looking at, you know, the Cavs, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's great. Darius Garland's, you know, good. But I just think, you know, with the addition of Mitchell, Garland's not. You know, he, he took a step back I, this year. He took a step back. I just don't see him as, as good as a player last year. Um, Evan Mobley did take a step forward. But Jared, Jared Allen's like the same. And when you go against a good team in like the Sixers, Embiid's just going to use Jared Allen as dog food almost. And yeah, the Celtics and, and Bucks are going to find ways to expose him all the time. Chase, yeah. And then also, I feel like it's a kind of a misconception, but I feel personally like the Cavs also have like a very thin bench. Like I look at their bench, the only guys like for this is just their most recent game against the Sixers when they got dogged. They made a little comeback late in trash time, but like only three guys on their entire bench in a regular season game had 10 minutes or more. And that was Karis LeVert was a nice player, kind of got ruined by some injuries. Um, and then Danny Green, same deal. Like He's coming off that ACL now. And then Raul Neto. Like, those were the three guys who played 10 minutes or more. Nobody else even touched it. Um, See, like, that's like, a problem. And honestly, I got to call another guy, too. I think, at what point can we call Isaac Okuru a bust? Yeah. He's a bust. Chase, guess how many points he's averaging per game this year? 3.7. <laughs> Six point, si- nah, 6.3, but... Six yeah, I mean, it's... And it, do you know, I mean, you remember... He, he, yeah, he was a fifth overall pick. Yeah. He's averaging 6-2-1. and one. You know, like... Yeah. I'm, call, I'm calling him a bust. I'm sorry. I'm calling a bust, too. 
Um, so yeah, that leaves us with the big three, really. I yeah. Mean, I mean, the next, the next are the next. I'm, I don't even think we have to discuss the next. No, yeah. I'll, I'll sum it up real quick. They score points, but they have zero defense. Yeah. Like, they're, every single game, they're getting put up 120 or more on them. Yeah. It's it, ridiculous. To me, it's just, they're a joke. Along, <laughs> like, along with the Heat, the Heat let up a lot of points. Jimmy Butler is getting up there in age, and I think his age is showing, finally. Um, he's not the same player as last year. Max Struess, you know, I think he had his little Cinderella run past two years. Gabe Vincent, little Cinderella run past two years. And then really the team's bam out of bio. So. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry's pretty much done now too. Had a great career, but he's done. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them making a push and that, you know, leaves us to Sixers, Celtics and Bucks. And the Celtics are still thriving, even with a new head coach, and that just tells you how dangerous this team can be. Yeah, the Celtics. Oh, I should have used them as my example earlier when I was talking about how teams kind of go through the steps. And the Celtics, you know, they made their championship last year, and maybe this year they get it done. But the one problem, and a lot of Celtics fans agree with this, is that it kind of feels like Tatum's the better player, but Brown's the alpha, like, it almost feels like Tatum's too nice of a guy. Like, at the end of games, like, it's Brown closing it out when it needs to be Tatum. And that's no knock on Jalen Brown. He's a stud. He's an all-star. But Tatum's your guy that takes it to the next level there. And he's not getting – he's not – I mean, I don't know. It feels like he's shrinking. Like, you saw what he did in the finals, Chase. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he got had, ripped he had for that. awful finals. Yeah, it's I like – he, he, he was terrible. So, I mean, both, both Jalen's were bad in the – finals it wasn't just you know yeah and now um with uh robert williams too his health has been a question unfortunately his whole career his I still al Hor- like the thing is al horford's old you know you don't know how much you could get from him but you know the upside about the Celtics they're is that they, yeah they're deep they got malcolm brogdon and Derek white off the bench which grant was williams yeah like they have a good bench and yeah. that's what that's what makes good teams good teams Good benches. 100%. Like, this, like when the Sixers had, like for example, the Sixers used to have one of the worst benches in the NBA, and it showed in the playoffs. They would get knocked out right away. You know, hopefully this year they can, you know, finally improve. They have a better bench than DeAnthony Melton or Tyrese Maxey. Finally. Um, George yeah, Niang's and- there, Montrezl Harrell. You know, they got some, you know, guys who can play. I'm glad you called the Sixers out there because actually the year um, Kawhi hit the shot, that 2019 year, we literally ran a seven-man rotation, and the only two guys that came off the bench were Ennis and Scott once we got to the second round, Mike Scott and James Ennis. And Embiid yeah. was, like, dying yeah, against no, the Raptors. Yeah, and I think that's a huge problem. So hopefully, you know, the Sixers get, you know, deeper in the playoffs. Bench can actually perform. And that's what I think, you know, makes teams – who they are is what what yeah. the bench can bring because when you play when you play your starters over thirty five minutes a game every game it takes a huge toll when it's eighty two games and 100%. plus the playoffs yeah yeah so wrapping things up on the Celtics there they're gonna be they're a contender I mean they're the one seed in the East right now by one game but um I for me it's also the fact that Smart Brown and Tatum this is now their fifth year together just those three guys and I can't off the top of my head think of one team in the NBA with like a 
core group that's been together longer. I don't know about you. I mean, Giannis and Middleton, they've been together a while. I mean, the Warriors. But, um, yeah, Warriors. Those, yeah, and it's funny you say that now because look at last year, Warriors-Celtics. They were, the, they were the two. I feel like sometimes in the NBA, people move a little too quick. Like if it doesn't work out, you blow it up, and it's like let it develop for a minute. I mean, we'll see. We'll see here, but. Yeah, we will. Yeah, that takes know. us, yeah, right into the Bucks now. Another team that uh, made their finals appearance. They actually got a ring against the Suns two years ago. Um, you know, not it's much has really good. changed with the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis haven't played a ton of games together, but in the games they have played, pretty sure they're, don't quote me on this, this is ballpark, but it's something like 14-2, and two, something pretty impressive. Um, you know, they're going to be yeah. a tough out. Giannis is... Top five player in the league, undisputed. Um, Brooke yeah. Lopez is the front runner for defensive player of the year. They're a good team. But, yeah, um, they are. You know. they're, they're a good team every year. It's just, you know, in the playoffs, can, if you can stop Giannis, I well, yeah, it's, okay. yeah, I don't know if they have enough shooting, too, Chase. I don't know what you think about that, but no, I mean, definitely a concern. Sh- the shooters I can name is Wesley, Wesley Matthews and Grayson Allen. Um, Connaughton can shoot a little yeah, bit, but yeah, Connaughton can shoot a little bit, but he's you know, on defense. He's kind of a liability, which is the problem with him getting minutes. So, you know, those yeah. are the only like true shooters I can like. Chris Milton can shoot, but he he's been in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He's been out for a while, so he's still finding his. Yeah, touch. and Chris Middleton's sneaky old. Like I since the Bucks really only became relevant like five years ago, people forget like Middleton's been in the league like ten years. But yeah. he's, get, he's getting old, and he's, he keeps getting these little nitpicky injuries, and I don't know. His health's going to be a question, but now our team, Chase. Yeah, you were drafted in 2012. I just want to. That's crazy. Wow. You know. Last team, I think, I mean, I mean, I'm a little biased, of course, but for me, they're my true contender in the East. 76ers. I know they burn me. The last five years, they've been a second-round exit. Every year I say it's our year, Chase, but is this our year? What do you, what do you think? I, you know, we, you know we've what? seen most of the season now. What do you think? I think it's our year. I do. I do. I do. I, James Harden is playing at a good level where Great level. He's, he's giving you 22 points and 10 assists a game, while Embiid's giving you almost 33 points a game, almost 10 boards a game, with going along with about four, like, just over four and a half assists a game, which is great. He should be the front runner for MVP. I think he should be the MVP this year. He'll, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna lead the league in scoring again as a center, and they're gonna give it to Jokic because they love the pie, you know, pie chart, whatever that is, that all the Nuggets fans love. Jokic, this Jokic, Player that. Your impact efficiency rating. Your impact efficient, like if you. <laughs> I don't think like people understand that the MVP is offense and defense. Jokic cannot defend. He let up over 40 points to Joel in the matchup. They went head-to-head and Embiid cooked them. They also, went head-to-head. Joel game. held him to 24. How about Bron's uh, first overall pick? Oh, who did he pick last? No. No. It was Joel Embiid. And who did he pick last? The best in the league. Who will yet? Jokic, Jokic put himself on the team, too. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. To, to me... But. This Sixers team is the best team in the past five years. You have D'Anthony Melton, who could get you almost 14, 15 a game if he starts, but you got Tyrese Maxey in there. He's back and healthy. Melton's your sixth man. Shake Melton's been playing great. Niang, bang, bang, Niang. 
Bang Bang Niang. Tobias Harris can get you, you know, a sneaky 20 in the playoffs like he's like he has been in the past couple of years that no one acknowledges. So Montrez Harrell's a huge upgrade over DeAndre Jordan. Too. <laughs> yeah, can we uh say that for the least of it? One hundred percent. Yeah, it might be our year, Chase. I don't know. I feel like Philadelphia deserves it after, you know, the Union, Phillies, and Eagles all lost in the championship game. Yeah, and you can't forget about the electric defender, P.J. Tucker, who can just, you know, really, I think, change a game and not, like, offensively, defensively, but just, like, a team's, like, energy and how they compete as dogs. And I think he just has that dog in him. And when the like when you look at the matchup last year against the Heat, he really led the Heat like to that dog mentality to beat the Sixers. And now you have that him energy. in your exactly. same deal with the Bucks too. You know that year prior to the Heat year, won a championship with the Bucks was guarding KD in the playoffs. Yeah, so I but he's I, a guy that wants it. I think um, this team's dangerous, and when that team's fully healthy. They're going to give out. anyone a run. That's what, I mean, yeah, that's what it comes down to. We kind of said that at the beginning of the year. Like, is Embiid going to be healthy when the playoffs come around or not? That's what it yeah. comes down to for me. If Embiid's healthy, book it. Book if it, not, seriously. sixth year in a row of a second-round exit. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be in tears once again. Um, if we, Yeah, I mean, how brutal would that be? The big three – I'm not even going to talk about the union. The big three sports in Philadelphia all lost in the – I can't even – I, I can't fathom that right now. If if the Sixers I can't make take another one, Chase. And I can't lose, take another. I I don't like. What would what would I be looking forward to? Like oh the Phillies, they have a whole hundred sixty two games to play until maybe I get excited. Yeah, I so. will say that I think we should make it to the conference final unless like we play Boston or Milwaukee somehow if the bracket falls that way in the second round and like. They, you know, they yeah. take us in seven or something. But yeah, hopefully Milwaukee and Ball. Uh, if they Boston, play each other first, whew. that'll be huge for the Sixers. Huge, huge. Yeah. So. But yeah, that Fingers just about crossed. does it for this episode. Chase, you got anything else you want to add in there? No, I got nothing. That that wraps up episode thirteen. You know, like we said, after the All Star break, the NBA heats up. True contenders, contenders contend, and pretenders pretend, and that's sums up the second half of the season. We'll catch you next time. This is Small Town Big Takes.